Welcome back to Bubbling Beauty, everyone. I'm Chris. And I'm Victoria. And today we're gonna talk about my least favorite but most effective treatment, nose filler. Tune in soon. All right, guys, so you know if you're new to Babbling Beauty, all of our podcasts are broken into four sections. We're gonna tell you beauty trends we love, beauty trends we don't love. We're gonna talk about nose filler, and then we're gonna tell you a crazy client story submitted to us all the way from Georgia today. All right, so Victoria, before we get started, why should we trust you? Who are you? Tell me. Well, I am uh, Victoria Garmer-Karlick, BSNRN. Uh, I've been injecting for 15 years. <laughs> Listen to years. your radio voice. <laughs> I'm Victoria. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 15 years, okay. 15 years now. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, I know. It's you great. You have 1.5 children, so that's a little girl and a stepchild. You got it. Uh, and But when you're not being a mom doing yoga... You're here injecting. I am. All right, so we're going to talk about nose filler today, guys, as Georgia continues to make a noise behind me. I'm just kidding. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, so we're going to talk about nose filler today. It is my least favorite, favorite treatment, purely yes. because of safety, right? Yeah. You have two major blood vessels that run up the bridge of the nose, mm -hmm. and we have to watch out for those, but all of this is coming later. First, we want to talk about beauty trends we love and don't love. Um, we did find on Amazon something called the electronic nose lifter device. Now, before today, have you ever seen this? I actually have not seen this, but I'm not surprised <laughs> that this exists. All right, guys. So and just, I know it doesn't work. So just <laughs> a heads up, any device or contraption you're gonna put on your nose is not gonna make things straighter for you. Uh, one second here. Anything that you are gonna put on your nose is, oh, get rid of that. Anything you're going to put on your nose is not going to make things straighter for you, so keep that in mind. Um, At-home beauty trends we don't love are going to be anything that's bought off of Wish.com. Yeah. Have you been on Wish? Yes. It's and this is only $21, so it definitely is not going to give you a nose job. So don't use it. <laughs> you're probably only going to waste your money. But beauty trends we do love, um, this is a rare one. There's really not much you can do for your nose out, like at home. Not really, other than contour and highlight and makeup tricks. Oh, beauty trends we do love. If you do want to change the shape of your nose, make sure you visit a local drag queen and ask how they contour their face. <laughs> All right, so let's dive right into the nose filler, Victoria. Yes. Take me through an entire treatment. Consult, nose taco, all of it. Go. Yeah, sounds good. So uh, I first bring the patient in. Uh, the most important question is asking if they've ever had a previous rhinoplasty um, and or septoplasty or if they've had any major nose injuries. And if they have, unfortunately, you're not a candidate for nose filler. And that is because we are not sure if the physician that previously did the surgery or treated you may have moved around your blood vessels. So it's really for your own safety. Um, like Chris said earlier, you have two blood vessels that run down the sides of the nose. So if they would move that over or re-network that a little bit and, you know, God forbid, uh, we would cause a little bit of a compression to that vessel, it could cause some serious damage. Including blindness. Including so blindness, So just yes. to recap, guys, if you've had a surgical nose job in the past, you are not a candidate for nose filler. Please do not lie to your Please injector. Please do not lie. Because yes. it could cause damage and it could cause issues with your vision and we don't want that. We actually had a comment come through on our Instagram Live that we're doing right now at the same time as our podcast because hashtag multitasking. Eliza Ray says, Victoria did my nose this week and I've been in love with it ever since. Aww, I think we need to cover the fact that out of all of the procedures we do, this one probably has the most emotional attachment to it, right? It does. It's the only procedure I do where I've had girls actually cry when they look in the mirror after. I mean, and sometimes the lips, they get close to it, yeah, but... 
There's you've a lot grown of up emotion with, you've grown up with a crooked nose. nose. You've mm-hmm. grown up with a bump in your nose. We do want to remind you, though, that all noses are beautiful to begin with, right? Yeah. You should enjoy, embrace, and acknowledge your heritage, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times our Asian friends or friends of Asian descent or Native American friends feel like their nose sets them apart or might not be the standard beautiful nose, but it is already beautiful. Right? Yes, yeah. Um, tell me, so we're in the middle of this consult. This person hasn't had surgery. We went over the risks, the rewards. If anything were to go wrong, is it like game over, we're screwed, or can you fix it? How's it going? So, I mean, there's definitely things that I look for as we go through the procedure for safety. One of the things I do is I inject with a very small insulin syringe in tiny little microboluses. That's super important. And with each injection, I monitor your skin tone. I make sure you have blood return. And I always have hyaluronidase or hyaluronidex next to me. Exactly. Which is essentially an enzyme dissolver. So if for some reason I would see that, you know, there was a little bit of a compression on a vessel, your blood flow was not returning the way I wanted it to, I would immediately dissolve and then bring you back in just for your safety. Even if it wasn't 100% necessary, I'm just hyper-precautious with this procedure. Mike Rachel Ray says when you're smelling things in your fridge, when in doubt, throw it out. When in doubt, dissolve it out. Exactly. Right? Like we'd much rather protect your vision, protect blood flow. We wouldn't want to risk an occlusion or a necrosis of the tissue around the nose. So it's really important when booking a non-surgical nose job or any cosmetic procedure, you ask important questions of your injector. So Victoria, tell me, what should I ask my injector to make sure that they're qualified for this position or this uh yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely ask to see their book and to see their before and afters. I would ask for their years of experience, their qualifications, um, and possibly even some referrals or, or some Tell reviews some noses from, who you've done some, before. from some previous uh, patients that they may have injected. Pain level. What are we thinking? So pain's pain's so subjective. I used to uh, actually inject the nose with a liquid lidocaine, but I've come to find out that that actually, that just burns so bad and it can cause an artificial level of swelling too. So I've kind of cut back on that if a patient's open to it and I just use a topical now. Our topical numbing cream, we have compounded from us from a local pharmacy. It has three separate numbing ingredients in it and it's very strong. So I put that on. I like to marinate you for at least five minutes with the numbing cream. Then the nose Um, taco. And then the nose taco comes and I just basically take a a piece of uh, an ice pack that's round and fold it like a little taco, put it over your nose and it's tolerable. There's also lidocaine in the filler. So as I start slowly injecting, your nose does become more numb. The tip of the nose is always more sensitive than the bridge. So if you're just coming in for bridge work, easy peasy. I mean, you pretty much don't even need to numb that area. But yes, tip work can be uh, a bit of an eye waterer, if you will. So uh, Speaking of tip work, though, it's also not uncommon to add Botox to that area, right? Exactly. Oftentimes when women smile, sometimes their tip will go down. So adding a, a unit of Botox right underneath their tip can help to uh, make that, that lift up a bit. So we're talking about price specifically for our office. So keep in mind, if you're listening to this in California, it might be a little more expensive. Or if you're going to a shady place in Jersey, it might be cheaper. Don't do it. Don't do it. Not, not but here, noses range between 750 to 800 mm-hmm. depending on if Victoria gets her way or not. More on that later. <laughs> but it's worth it because it does include two visits if needed, right? So Victoria is very adept at the quote-unquote perfecting visit. So your first visit will do about 75 to 80% or 100% if we can. If we need to, though, that second visit is included to get you where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to noses, we can fix bumps. Mm-hmm. 
We can try and fix crooked noses, right? It's a little harder, yeah. so no promises there. Yeah. Um, we cannot make a large nose small, mm-hmm. but we can change the way light's reflected by almost giving you a full-time uh, highlight. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It creates an optical illusion. Technically, we're making your nose bigger, but it creates the optical illusion that it is smaller by changing your angles. Um, and the other thing I like to educate my patients about is is the fact that if we're going to be making the nose technically a little bit bigger, but creating the optical illusion of it being more lifted, and if we just add a little bit of filler to the chin as well, and possibly the lips, that can just really beautify your profile. It's so called... The Ricketts E-Line. The Ricketts E-Line, you got it. So I always take that measurement, and, and I'll talk to my girls, and I'll say, hey, your nose looks great, but if you really want to perfect your profile, let's get a syringe or two of filler in your chin over the next few months. Let's work on that. So typically, again, when I'm booking this treatment, I'll always ask if they've had a, nurse, a surgical nose job, but then we also let people know that this is a higher-risk treatment, but they're in really good hands. I don't think that I'm exaggerating when I say you probably do four to seven noses a week. Yeah. It's like, if not more. If not more. So, I feel like I do one a day now. At yeah. Least. And you know, Victoria still sweats every time, right? <laughs> like it's not because she's not confident. It's not because she doesn't know what she's doing. It's because any good injector will always have that moment of double check. How am I feeling? How are we doing? Exactly. And that's really important, you guys, when you find your injector. Something we also want to ask about is sterilization and where the product was came, where the product comes from. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're using an FDA-approved, U.S.-made filler, particularly Allergan. I, I mean, the Luma is usually what we use yeah. most often. And you want to make sure the filler we're using is dissolvable in case there is a problem. 100%. And don't be afraid to ask for the expiration date, too. You can ask yeah. like to see the syringe and the expiration date so that you know that Absolutely. we're using real stuff. Because expired filler won't kill you or hurt you, but it won't last long. Exactly. So, you know, it's one of those things that if you get expired filler, your results instead of lasting. Well, we're talking about that. Realistic expectations for how long noses last. So Voluma is FDA approved to last up for two, to last up to two years in the cheeks. Um, in the nose, it, it does remain fairly stagnant in that area. It's not super dynamic. But on average, I would say anecdotally, my patients typically need about a syringe a year to maintain their results. That's because at the one-year mark, 50% of that filler will be dissipated. So your little bump will return a bit, and a lot of girls notice it. Notice it, and, so, and they want it refilled a little bit. So you do want to remember, guys, that filler is not a day. Well, it is a day one amazing, but it's not a day one amazing day 365 gone or whatever yeah it's not like you wake up in two years and all of a sudden it's gone overnight it's It's a gradual yeah it's it's a gradual depletion because the sugar i'm sorry the the filler is actually made of sugar Mm -hmm. so it's like jelly yeah don't put it on your bread with peanut butter are you a peanut butter and jelly fan i am same i like my you know my guilty pleasure oh can i guess peanut butter and fluff no if it's gonna be peanut butter and pickles i'm gonna kick you out it's goober the goober okay, no one actually has, likes no, goober. No, I do. I love it. it. No, no one likes goober. That's such a health cut. It's so good. Literally, the peanut gallery is talking about peanut butter and jelly right now. Um, okay, so goober is our guilty pleasure. Uh, filler is a sugar molecule. Back on track. I don't know how we ended up there. Although this is probably the most streamlined podcast I've had. Like, no tangents. I'm proud of us. It's probably because it's a Saturday morning. and My coffee is slowly wearing Yes. Yes. All right, Victoria, I think it's time that I share with you the crazy client story. I want to hear it. All right, so these stories are submitted from our friends down in Georgia today. They sent it up via text message. We're going to call this one the Sunglass Beauty. So client comes in, right? Uh Uh-huh. And we'll call her Tish. Tish comes in with these big sunglasses. Think like, what's a good iconic sunglass person? like Audrey Hepburn. Ugh. Audrey Hepburn size sunglasses struts into her appointment. The injector, of course, is like, well, I have to take your before pictures, right? I'd like to remove your glasses. 
And she responds, no, no, I'd like to keep them on. And the injector's like, well, I can't take before pictures without your glasses off. She was there for nose filler. And so the injector's like, well, you need to remove the glasses to do nose filler. Like, and, and afterwards, you can't pop sunglasses on, right? Exactly. So what's the aftercare for nose? Two weeks. Two weeks. So uh, Tish did not end up going through with the filler treatment purely because she did not want to remove her sunglasses. Yes. Isn't that insane? That is insane. So guys, if you're going to be one of those creepy, creepy, crazy clients, you might end up on the podcast. Just take your glasses off. This brings up a good point, though. Also, masks. So yeah. if you happen to be working at a hospital or a nursing home and you have to wear an N95 mask, unfortunately, right now is not the time for you to be able to get your nose filler. We're going to have to wait until this pandemic passes. Or you we can take are two weeks off. Immune, or you can take two weeks off. But even then, even then I tell them, it, the, the N95 specifically, that mask presses so hard, even harder than sunglasses. So, so if sunglasses are two weeks, I think an N95 would be a month. And I don't even have, then, yeah. So the filler is rigid, right? But it's not glued in place. Exactly. So you know, we had a remember the client who um, came back and was like, oh, my two year old hit me in the nose. Am I gonna move my filler? Yeah. No, most of the time, no. But you know, it's good things to keep in mind. Be more careful with that area. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like you know, lip filler or cheek filler. For the first two weeks especially, that filler is very manipulatable. Mm -hmm. Scrabble word right there. That's like worth at least 30 points. That is. Uh, so you'd want to be careful with sunglasses for nose filler and the N95. Anything that's going to rest on the bridge of your nose. Readers. We have a lot of older clients who rock readers. Lisa. Uh, she's our business owner. She's here as well. So you want to be careful with you're going to book your nose filler to get, give yourself two weeks. Although I will say, I don't think I've ever knock on wood, seen bruising with nose filler. Have you? Uh, it does happen occasionally, uh, usually just from a small capillary, but, but it's, it's fairly rare. It's not bad, right? Yeah. And I put on and on afterwards, and I'll get them instructions on what to do to help to, to mitigate that. Well, guys, we're going to wrap up Babbling Beauty for today. We're going to let Victoria get back to patients. Keep in mind, any injector that can get you in on the same day is probably not something you want to get your nose for. Get your nose done by. Like, unless there's a reason. Unless, yeah, unless there's a, an opening. But you definitely, last minute. anyone who's not doing noses all the time, you want to definitely look out for that. Uh, hope they charged her, was what the med spa said. We're on Instagram Live, guys. We'd love your comments. I think we're going to do this when we record our podcast, go Instagram Live, yeah, so you guys can interact. So if you don't already follow us, it's at Botox by Misha. You can also follow Victoria, Victoria's Aesthetica. I'll tag it in the comments below. It's hard to watch. Uh, on behalf of Babbling Beauty, I'm Chris. I'm Chris. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye.